All right. Um, I'm sure you're surprised to hear me. This is probably going to be my last podcast ever, I would say, which is kind of sad at the same time. But um, I, I wanted to come back and recap COVID, actually. <laughs> so I, I just I don't feel like it would be right to not come back on here and talk about you know what has happened recently and how this podcast was right the entire time. And not only would I say that we were right the entire time, I would say we were right the earliest of anybody. And I think that when I was doing the podcast in 2020 and 2021 and yelling and screaming, I was obviously frustrated about my situation personally, but I was also looking out for everybody else too. And I don't think like I was able to say that in 2020 and 2021, but I, it was, it was for the greater good. I knew what was going on. It's very obvious to tell. And you say, how, Mark, how did you know that? Well, I'm Italian. I understand Fauci. I understand Cuomo. I understand their crookedness. It was very obvious to, to see that from day one. From day, and, and then half this country loved those two people. I say more than half in 2020 loved those two people. And it's disgusting. It's terrible. It destroyed a lot of people's lives. It destroyed everything that we said really came true. <laughs> And for, I'm not happy that it came true, but it, it, it did. And, you know, now you get this lab leak stuff and, I, you know, my famous Where's the Bat podcast. Where is the bat? Obviously, it doesn't exist. So what are we doing now? Like, are we going to have a, an investigation? Are we going to do anything? Is, like, Fauci going to have to talk in front of Congress? Are we going to have, like, actual investigations into this thing? Because it seems very very clear at this point and not conspiratorial at all that there was a lot of shit that was lied about masks vaccines um <laughs> uh stay-at-home orders i mean i would say pretty much all of it like we were saying in 2020 and 21 was fabricated and was meant to probably get the president out of office <laughs> i i you know i Am I a Trump guy? Absolutely. I don't give a shit anymore. I'll say it on the pod. I don't care. But, like, I, I also don't really care about him either. Like, it doesn't, it's not a big deal to me. It's not like I'm walking around, you know, pumping my fist for Donald Trump. It doesn't It's not a big deal. But the big deal to me was this COVID shit. That was a big deal. Because it changed the world. It changed everything. And, and I think that a lot of people you know, lost a lot of money, they lost jobs, they lost all kinds of stuff. I lost, I mean, I even got lost in it. So I want to see these people punished. I, and, and I think Fauci is at the top of the list. Technically, we got Cuomo, kind of, but we didn't get him on what we should have gotten him on. We got him on women. He should have been gotten on COVID because he lied about it. He lied about it, and then he shamed everybody else. He should be in jail. Like, him and Fauci should be in the same jail cell, just sitting there, staring at each other like the two dumb dagos that they are. That's what that's what should be happening right now. Then we let we let all these people go. Like and then Gavin Newsom's gonna run for president? Are you serious? He has the worst state in the country. How's he gonna run for president? What? Like th this can't like this can't continue. So I understand the Republicans ran like a bunch of idiots in twenty twenty two and they and they lost or whatever, they barely won, or I don't even really understand what happened. I don't follow that part of it, but whatever happened in 2020 and 2021 is is the more impressing issue. I mean, Biden just as big of a part of this is too. I mean, Biden was the one 
you know, running for office saying, you know, for the next three months, everybody should be in a mask wherever they go. For what? For, and then we find out it doesn't work. And then we find out that nobody wore them properly. Then we find out, you know, you got to wear these specific masks. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, we just land on, well, it didn't really work. And then we do the same thing with the vaccine. Well, the vaccine's great. Look, if you get it, you won't get COVID. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, now you're going to get COVID, but you won't die. It's like, well, you might die, but you won't get COVID. Well, if you get this booster, then you won't. And then the it just shifted, 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 shifted. The whole time. Everything they did shifted. And you can say, oh, it's a pandemic, so you know information changes. I agree with that. But these are very obvious patterns that happen throughout this. Like, And we were in it in 2020, 2021, on this podcast saying exactly was being said now. That's what bothers me is that we knew exactly what was happening. Once again, a virus is a virus. A virus is going to spread. A virus will not be stopped. So stop the spread was a ridiculous thing. It's going to spread no matter what. You know, waiting the year for the vaccine was also an insane thing to do. And it certainly seems like it was a money play for Pfizer and those companies at this point. Does it not? Um, <laughs> I don't see how you could, any rational person could sit here and say, yes, Pfizer was in it for the good of the people. I mean, if you say that, I mean, I got, I have many bridges I could sell you many, many, many bridges. Um, and then let's just, let's just go back to our guy Fauci. I mean, if you listen to this pod at all, he was the main character really in all of this. At first, I think that we weren't sure on him. But it was very quick. Within about a week, we realized this guy's a total fraud. And I think that we were definitely the first people to, to call him out a fraud. I mean, we called him a fraud on like March 20th, 2020. Like we, we figured it out quickly here. Um, and just, you could just tell, like he was just, he, he was a government official for that long. Of course he was going to be crooked. And he's an Italian guy from Brooklyn. Like, of course he was going to be crooked. There was no doubt about that in my head ever. I never doubted that for one second, the moment I could read them and figure it out. And same goes with Cuomo's the easier one. Both Cuomo's really are, they're easier to identify. They're more in your face, like schemers, I would say, than Fauci was. Fauci was more, you know, subtle about his scheming. But it was very obvious that Fauci was in on all of this. Like, I mean, if you watch it, watch those interviews that he used to do, like with just his big head, you know, in this blue screen room, just pretty much like, yep, we're still very scared. Stay inside. And that was all bullshit. <laughs> and I said it at the time and it still is. And like, you know, you could say, oh, well, Mark, what do you, what about all the people that died? I agree. We knew that, but we said that going in. We're like, we understand that people are going to pass away. We understand that this is bad. We don't want people to pass away. But we also don't want the government to overreach and take away everything from us. So we're locked in our houses for 12 months. That was also kind of the issue. And as more information came out about COVID, especially as you got into the summer of 2020, it didn't seem like it was affecting younger people. It didn't seem like it was going to be this massive death catastrophe that people were saying that it was going to be. Now, it was in the winter of 2021. But if you look at those deaths, the average death is like 74 years old. I'm not saying that's good, but it just, it was a, an extreme virus that knocked out a, a lot of old people. That's that's really what happened. And it doesn't mean that their lives mean any less or anything like that, but that's we, we weren't honest about it the whole time. We were never honest about it, and it drove everybody in this country that was on, I wouldn't even say my side, that was on like the correct take the whole time crazy. It drove me crazy. It drove a lot of my friends crazy. 
because you could see it the whole time. The whole time it was all right in front of you. Even though it's on NBC and CBS and you know, all these channels that you trust and you know, CNN, you, know, you grew up with all these channels. You're like, this is the news. They're going to tell you what's going on. But that was different. The counters, too, they counted all the deaths. They counted all the cases. Like that, there was just never again. Like, I hope that we learned our lesson and that that can never happen again in this country, ever, or in this world. That could never happen again. No way. Like, that was absolutely insane. If we actually do get a plague at like 10%, then, then those actions that were taken would be reasonable. That was not a 10% plague that came through this country. So those actions were not reasonable. And they just continue to be unreasonable as well. Now, COVID has pretty much died at this point. They're not going to talk about it anymore. And the reason that they pretty much won't talk about it now is because all these things are leaking about Fauci, the lab lake, the Wuhan Institute. And, you know, recently, you know, Wall Street Journal comes out and pretty much says, you know, the lab leak is the most likely scenario for this, which I think we said like week two, <laughs> it probably didn't come from a bat again. And, you know, and that was shut down. You're racist, all this stuff. And, and we just stuck to our guns. And I feel like the whole time on this pod, like every single thing we said during that COVID era, I stand by a hundred percent. And I think that we got right. I think that there was no two people that got it more right than, than me and Howie. I don't think anybody got COVID more right than us too. I think it was very easy to identify for us. I think maybe being from Yuckstown and understanding some of the stuff that goes on was easy to see the how you could get duped by Cuomo and, and Fauci. And many people did. There were people that were asking for Cuomo to be president. They wanted to kick out Biden and have Cuomo be the president. Like, it, it is, it was nuts. So just wanted to come back on, quickly recap it, take a little victory lap. We've already taken some victory laps, because like, but now it's like, now I don't think there's any doubt. <laughs> there's no doubt that everything that we said was right, and we were right on it from the beginning, and it was just a terrible time, and hopefully, like I said, that will never happen again. It was fun in some ways. I think it was painful in a lot of ways, too. But overall, my main point of just coming back on here is that we got it right. This pod got it right. And this was, this pod was the only true journalist during that time. Nobody else was, including Fox. Everybody. Everybody was wrong except for us. We were the ones that were right on everything the entire time. And I, I mean, like, I know nobody listens to this pod, but I, I feel like we should get like some type of reward for that. Like, I mean, if you look at the lab leak, we, we knew the lab leak in March of 2020. Like, we were talking about, again, leak from the lab. You talk about Fauci being crooked. We, we were saying that in March of 2020. Cuomo, March of 2020, maybe April of 2020, we started saying that. You know, the mask stuff. I was on the mask stuff instantly. Like, it was a joke. It's stupid. Waiting for the vaccine. Joke, stupid. Like, it was all there. I mean, we said, and like, it was all, there. like, we identified it early and then pretty much just made fun of everybody the rest of the way. Like, that's, that was pretty much, and then we, you know, capped it off with the Italian of the year, which Fauci won, then we had to take away from him because he turned out to be a total crook, so, like, which we knew, but, so, that that's my COVID recap, and now we can dive into um, the Ohio State University, which was is what I'm supposed to be talking about. So Ryan Day does press conference, you know, 
the the media members are out there grazing on the grass again. You know, all all the classic guys, Ward and Berm and Landis and all of them, they're out there just grazing. So talking about, oh, well, you know, this team, and it's the same stuff every year with Ohio State. Well, they're really talented. That's all you ever hear. Really talented. Really, they love those words. They're really talented. Well, they're really talented here. A lot of talent there. Well, they brought in a lot of talent there. A lot of talent. That's all you ever hear. Talent, 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 talent. That talent in the past four years has beaten Indiana, Illinois, and has one really one win of significance against Clemson. That's it. That's that's what that talent has done. They've done nothing, absolutely nothing. And I don't want to hear about Day's first year, thirteen. That was Urban's team, all Urban's recruits. He was handed a Ferrari. Like, shut up about that. Twenty twenty was a joke of a year. They put Ohio State in at six and zero. So. Do I think Ohio State would have made the playoff in 2020 if they played a full season and we didn't go through all that stuff that I just talked about? Yeah, they probably would have made it. They probably could have beat Clemson there. But guess what? They weren't even close to Bama. And you could say, well, that's one of the best Bama teams ever. That Clemson, LSU in 19, you know, just unlucky. Why can't we be the best? We should be the best. That's all we talk about is being the best, talent, really talented, all this stuff. But it's always excuses for us. Always excuses. Oh, well, they didn't have this. Oh, well, the offensive line wasn't there. Oh, well, Day's a young coach. He'll figure it out. Oh, he's already won 50 games. He'll be fine. But always an excuse. And I already see the pattern building again. We do it every year with this team. In March, it's the hype. It's like, oh, this wide receiver is going to be Jaden Ballard is the new guy. Like, everyone's going to be Jaden Ballard is the great. And he might be the greatest player of all time. Here's what Jaden Ballard can't do, though. He can't protect the quarterback, and he can't get after the quarterback on the other side of the ball. So who gives a shit about Jaden Ballard? Because you don't have any players that can protect the quarterback, and you don't have any players that can get to the quarterback. So I don't really care about that stuff. You know, is Jack Sawyer going to make a play in his Ohio State career? Probably not. So how's that going to work out for you, Bill? As you sit there and graze your grass, you know, sitting there talking about the Buckeyes' talent at wide receiver, which they've had for four years now and won nothing. Nothing. They've won nothing. They can't even win the Big Ten anymore. They can't even win the Big Ten. This is supposed to be an Alabama-level, Georgia-level program. They can't even win. Could you imagine Nick Saban in the Big Ten not winning the fucking Big Ten? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You can't even be serious with that. You can't even be. Se- you can't even look at me with a straight face and tell me that Nick Saban or Kirby Smart would have a difficult time beating Michigan at the end of the season. You can't even tell me that with a straight face. And then I have to go on here and listen to Bill Landis, Ryan Day, Austin Ward, and Jeremy Birmingham tell me about how talented this 2023 Ohio State team is. Well, guess what? They're not as talented as Georgia, Alabama, all the good teams because they suck and they lose every single big game they ever play. So how about that? Why don't we just start being honest about what this team has become and how big a losers they are? Who cares about beating Indiana? Who cares anymore? What, I understand you got to beat the teams that you play, but you're not winning any big game. Notre Dame last year is not a big win. I don't care what you say. It's not a big win. Penn State last year is not a big win. I don't want to hear that. You know what a big win would have been? Beating Michigan. You know what a big win would have been? Beating Georgia. Beating Clemson when you had 600 chances, you did it once. Beating Bama, you know, those are big wins. Those are significant. Those get you to levels in college football that Ohio State cannot attain and have not been able to attain. And until they can start to do that, they are the biggest frauds, not only in college football, but in all of sports. 
There's no bigger frauds than Ohio State. They do this constantly. You can look at look from 2012 to 2022. Look at the hype. Read the headlines. Read everything. The only year they succeeded was 2014. But I think the reason they succeeded is because the expectations lowered so much at the beginning of the season. They were able to just sneak through, you know, fly through and win the whole thing. But when Ohio State has pressure on them, they choke every single time nearly. Almost every single time in my lifetime they have choked. You could say, oh, well, 2016, they beat Michigan. Okay, once again, I, I don't know how many times I can say this. If Ohio State wants to be considered an elite top three program, beating Wilton Spate in Michigan means nothing. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. So you have to beat the South. The best football for 18 years has clearly been played in the Southeast. There is a stat. You can go look it up. 17 of the last 18 titles are in with a 106-mile radius of the country in the southeast. So, and the only team that is one that is not in that radius is Ohio State. So, yes, do I think Ohio State is the best of the rest? Yes, I agree with that. But that's not what we were told in 2012, 13, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and even today. We're told that Ohio State is just as good as all the programs in the South, just as good as Georgia, just as good as Bama, just as been as successful as all. That's what we're told by the media, by Ryan Day, really talented. Ryan Day is really talented. The Buckeye team is really talented. That's all you ever hear. Talent, talent, talent. And then as soon as they got on the field, 45-23 Michigan. Choke the Georgia game away, 42-41. Their only chance ever to actually win the title. Choke it away. Because at the end of the day, being an Ohio State fan, being an Ohio State player, being an Ohio State coach, being associated with Ohio State, you are a choker. You are a loser. That's just how it goes for this team. That's how it's always going to be for this team. That's how it's been for my entire life. I mean, you, you, any time they get to 11-0, 12, they lose every single time. They have not done it. They did it one time in 14, once again, kind of from that underdog perspective. But if this team has any pressure on them, they're not winning. They're the Chicago Cubs of college football. If they have pressure on them to win and they're in, they're in it, they're choking. They're choking in some way. And not only do they, they, they don't even choke like the Cubs. At least the Cubs, like, you know, they have like these classic chokes where they lose by a run or something. They lose the Buckeyes lose by a million points. They go to some, somewhere in the South and they lose 55 to 24. They don't even come close. <laughs> so I'm, I'm at a point where I'm done, obviously, if you can't tell. Like, I, I don't care anymore about this team. I just, I'm just doing the pod to just tell people what's going to come and what's going to happen in the next few years, which will be very difficult for them to understand. This team's going to get a lot worse. Um, the quarterback... Kyle McCord and Devin Brown are not, they're not guys. Like they're not going to be guys that are going to be even close to what we've had with Dwayne, Justin Fields and, and CJ. You're not even have close to that. So yeah, in college football, is it that hard to play quarterback? No, it's, it's really not that hard to be honest. Like you can, you can still win with, you don't have to have the best quarterback to win, but what you do need then, if you don't have the best quarterback to win, you need a lot of talent around them, especially on the offense line, defense line, which Ohio State does not have. And you can talk to me all you want about Mike Hall and Tyreek Williams and all these players. They, they, they flash. They make a play every once in a while against bad teams. They're not overall. They're not good players. Okay? I mean, Jack Sawyer is not a good player. JTT's had one game in his career. 
Like you tell you tell me uh, that's your four starting defensive linemen. You tell me you you, you like that. You you excited about those four? I'm not. Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are back. They're solid players. They'll be good. That's they're not going to change games though. They're not going to you know sack the quarterback and rip the ball out of his hands and score a touchdown. They're not, that's not happening. And then you go to the secondary. I mean, like the ransom's back. Uh, that'll be fun. Um, Denzel Burke, he's back. That'll be fun. So. Where, wait, what, what talented? Where, where's this talent? Talent, where? <laughs> what talent? Other than Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion, you know, there's talent in 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 those guys. Mayan, you know, there's talent on the offensive skill, I would say. But beyond that, like, I mean, this team's very talent. Where? Like, I don't see much talent on this team. I see a bunch of guys that are underachievers that aren't that good. Period. And it's going to be a rude, rude awakening for the people in 2023 with Ohio State. And I, I am looking forward to it, to be honest. The reset is going to be great. It's like, and that, the great reset, we'll call it, for Ohio State football is 2023. Reset of expectations, reset. I mean, I would like to see the coach go at the end of the year after going 9-3. and three. That will never happen, though. As everyone tells me, that, that cannot happen. Ryan's a great guy. We got to have great guys, you know. Can't have any more Urbans. We don't. Why would we want to win? That'd be stupid. We should just have great guys and just lose to Michigan. That'll be fun. Um, so, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with with the Buckeyes. Really looking forward to the 2023 season. Should be a lot of fun. Just tons of fun with Ryan and and the crew and the pigs. You know, Roman grazing the grass out there. So, really looking forward to. Losing, you know, the three big games they play and then, you know, beating Illinois and Indiana. So it'll be another thrilling season of Ohio State football. I'm sure they'll make a lot of money and they'll build another building and, you know, name it after Lex Wexner, who's probably a career criminal and tied to Jeffrey Epstein. So that'll be nice. And with that, we'll sign out. See you. Maybe never.